Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday. We are in the second week of Lent. This is day 10 of our 40-day journey through this season. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, But in these last days, God has spoken to us by the Son. A reading from Mark, chapter 8, we begin at verse 31. Then Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples, and he said to them, If any wish to come after me, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. In the time of Noah, we hear that the Lord saw that the wickedness of humans was great in the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made humans on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. It's Genesis 6, 5 through 6. So we might wonder why it is that Jesus must undergo great suffering, but then we are reminded that it is God's love for human beings, God's love for the whole creation, 
that brings God to grief, sorrow, and suffering. If God is to love us, God must suffer. And it is this suffering God who has taken on now the very nature of those beloved creatures that grieve him most, uniting God and human beings in Jesus Christ. But before we go further, we need to stop and consider how strange and unique it is to say that God's love for human beings brings God to grief and suffering. We usually imagine a God as one who is above and beyond human suffering, a God who might be distant and immune from the evil of human hearts and minds, maybe even a God who, who through God's own whims, causes and multiplies evil. Gods are not weak so as to suffer, emptied of power. Instead, gods are supposed to be immortal, all-powerful, all-knowing. So it is no wonder, then, that Peter finds what Jesus' teaching about his suffering, rejection, condemnation, death, and resurrection, is so incomprehensible. If he is the Son of God, then... We do that too, don't we? After all, God is supposed to bring an end to suffering and solve the problems of evil in this world. God is supposed to be doing something to make our lives better by removing or at least preventing the spread of evil throughout the circumstances and happenings of our life and our world. And Jesus is supposed to be the Messiah, the one who comes to establish God's rule on earth. And we think like that too. We often face a crisis of faith when we are forced to ask why it is that God did not prevent or stop or heal this or that horrible thing from happening. And what more horrible thing can a disciple imagine than the failure and execution by crucifixion of the Messiah? And yet this must happen. It must happen like this so that God and God's love can redeem and be reconciled to these most beloved creatures. Creatures in need of a new heart, a new mind. Creatures in need of death and resurrection. And that is what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Open the way through death to God's new creation. Put to death the old creature in the flesh to raise to life a new creature according to the Spirit took away our old humanity, made us alive now in Christ, and in Christ has created a new humanity, reborn in the image of Jesus through the power of the Spirit. In the cross we see what sin truly is. It is the violent turning away and turning against the God who created us in God's own image and loved us and suffered with us most of all. In the cross, we see God's love for us, a love that endures this grief, sorrow, and suffering that flow from our sins so that God, in God's love for us, might set us free from its power and create in us clean hearts, give us right spirits by giving us the Holy Spirit to dwell and abide in us and with us, to restore us to this fellowship in the Spirit, through the Son, to God. Just as Jesus was beloved by the Father and filled with the Holy Spirit, we too receive from Christ grace upon grace, 
new and abundant life. At the beginning of this day and every day until the resurrection, Jesus commands us to take up our cross and follow him. Perhaps this was also the message we heard on Ash Wednesday, when we heard, Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The words of the curse. The cross reminds us daily of our mortality. And yet, Jesus does not leave us there. He tells us to pick up our cross and follow him. And by following Jesus, we are led through this death to become as he is, a new humanity, raised to life and filled with God's Spirit. In Christ, we face death. But in Christ, we come to see that being human is no longer defined by our mortality, but it is now defined by the life-giving gifts of our Creator God. In following Christ, we do not go from dust to dust, from dust to eternal life. Today we take up our cross and enter into the suffering that comes from sin, death, and the devil. Today we carry our cross and we follow Christ, who will give us, as a free gift, all that the Father has given to him, all that flows from God's love and delight in us, bringing us, in God's promise, to life once again in Jesus. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we grateful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness 
and destruction from the church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else, for what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. And Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.